is up, everybody? We are without Canadian Biggie tonight. He is off in North Dakota, I mean South Canada, doing something. And we just avoided catastrophe. There was a giant horse fly flying around the studio here that we found out that you can kill with a pillow. So if you get any uh, crazy buzz noises coming up, we'll know where that came from. But Mr. Brown, I, I didn't bring my spicy noodles with me this week. I feel like it's something that we should probably have to wait for Biggs anyway. But, uh, you know, I mean, it looks like your Celtics didn't have a shot at all. I mean, you pumped them up, and they they even did worse than I thought they'd do. Well, you know, game one had me really believing. I felt really good about it. And, you know, they, they just completely fell apart. They were just a disaster. Now, I, I want to go on record saying this, and I need your acceptance, or I'm not going to feel very good about this. I said when I made the pick that Boston was going to win that I wanted Milwaukee to win. I wanted the Bucks to win the whole thing. I just didn't think they would because of being battle-tested, blah, blah, whatever cliche crap you want to say I said. I said it. All right? It is what it is. Can I jump on the Bucks bandwagon with you now? I mean, you're talking about to win it all? Yes. I mean, absolutely. There's room. There's room for you. I've okay. been trying to let you see the light for a few weeks now. I, you know, I wanted to, <laughs> and especially after, like, game three, and I realized that, you know what? Actually, I'm blaming Paul Pierce for this whole thing because that idiot comes out after one game and is like, oh, it's done. Bucks need to pack it up. And, and as much basketball as I've been able to watch in the playoffs, like, and the Bucks are really good. Like, they're not just Giannis. Like, they – Middleton to, to Bledsoe to I I mean they are they are deep and they can hit shots. I did not know this. They've shot the second most three pointers of every team in the NBA. Only the Rockets shot right. more. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I, right now I think the Sixers forced a game seven. No, so, but I'm not done talking about the Bucks yet. But well, that's what I'm just getting. That is, regardless if it's the Raptors or the Sixers, like. The Bucks are going to destroy them, right? Uh, absolutely. They're they're getting rested as we speak, and I feel like they're just. I think they can legitimately bounce the next team, whoever they play in five. Like I know it wasn't maybe a, six. I know it wasn't a sweep, but it might as well have been. They lost one game, then they won four in a row, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, it's hard to beat somebody four times in a row, and not just beat them, but just like put them out of their misery. Like put the by the time the fourth quarter started in every game after game one, it was already over. You know, and, and now everybody's looking at Boston as there's some kind of disaster or something like that. And we all know the Kyrie saga. We're going to see that play out over the summer. And people were talking about Brad Stevens, like he may not be a good coach now. But, like, are we being a little harsh on them? Like, can we not just say, like, the Bucks are that damn good? I mean, I think it is the Bucks are that damn good. I, I feel like Boston had a good team. I feel like absolutely Brad Stevens needs to stay. He's one of the better coaches in the NBA. But I feel like the Bucks are just – up and coming, they're young, they're athletic, they're hungry. And I know what we said about the battle-tested situation. I mean, if you look throughout history, every team throughout the NBA has had that hurdle they had to get over, right? I mean, but is there something that says a young, hungry, athletic team can't just jump through the hurdle and just bust <laughs> through the wall? Yeah, sometimes they just barely get over the hurdle. Sometimes they're doing a pole vault and they're clearing it by 10 feet. This and I think crazy. that's what they – I mean I, – I think we might be in the midst of seeing the the, the next great team, and, you know. And you know, I, regardless who comes out of the West, do you feel like the Bucks would beat anybody in that conference? Would they win the Western Conference playoffs? I think they could. I think it'd be a tougher road there. I mean, because there's more teams out there that could you know put up a fight. I mean, it wouldn't be an easy uh, road by any means. I feel like they could win the West. I feel like they're they could they could win the finals as well. Uh, but they had an easier path to get there. So I don't feel like they're as beat up as they would be. All right, so so let's jump to the West for a second. Okay. The, so the big news right now, KD's hurt. You know, he's not going to finish the series of the Rockets. We're going to game six down in Houston. He didn't even travel with the team. So there's no illusions of grandeur going on here. He's definitely not playing. No Willis Reed coming out. No, up that no time. Willis Reed. I'm not even sure he may play the rest of the playoffs. We don't know how bad this injury is. I mean, but to be fair, he's not going to have to because none of the Warriors are going to play after two more games. <laughs> that, I mean, that's possible, right? That's my opinion. Uh, well, and and it's funny because like when you listen to a lot of people out there, there there's a, a good contingency of, of talking heads who will say, 
Well, now we're going to get back to real Warrior basketball. You know, this is the team that won a title without Durant. They'll have better chemistry, better flow. Like, they're saying that the Warriors are better without Durant. Yeah, and they're idiots. They, they have to be, right? Durant is the best basketball player in the world. And I know we're talking about uh, Giannis, but Durant, let me rephrase it. He's the most proven basketball player yep. in the world. I would put Durant over LeBron James. I mean, he's two-time finals MVP. And the dude can shoot lights out. Like, he's that one guy, unlike Giannis, who can just put it up from anywhere. Right. I I mean – And he's almost seven foot tall. You can't block him. I mean, I'm watching these shots where he's putting up these ridiculous jumpers and, you know, the defender's hands are at his elbows, you know, and he's he's elevated so much higher. I mean, you can talk about – you can talk about Curry. You can talk about Clay, You can talk about drinking in people's heads, but nobody can guard Durant. You no. can guard these other guys. He's unguardable. And without him, it's going to be ugly. Well, and nobody on that team can create their shot the way he can. Like, you, you can – Curry maybe a little bit. You know, Thompson can sometimes. He's more of a catch-and-shoot catch guy. Catch-and-shoot like he did yeah. last game. Draymond Green, unless he's running 100 miles per hour at the rim, you know, he, he's not the guy you want trying to create his oh, own shot. Not. You know, but <coughs> I, I, I wouldn't rule it out that Golden State could pull off a win, but they, they, they would have to have – a lot of help from Houston. Like, Houston would just have to do something stupid. They'd have to screw up. Harden's going to score 15 points or something like that. Like, there's no way, like, because hasn't every game been decided by, like, six points or less? It's been close games. You know, so how many points has Durant averaged? Like, 35 in this series? Yes. You know, and that's with a 22-point game where he right. didn't even make it all the way through. So you're going to take him out of the equation and tell me all of a sudden the Warriors still have enough firepower. Uh, I, I don't – I'm not buying it. <laughs> but th- think about how eerily similar this is to last year, you know, with the Chris Paul situation. Now it's, I feel like it's kind of like karma in a sense because he was on the other foot. It's so crazy because wasn't it game, right before game six for Paul? Yeah. And when Houston was up three, two, it were at the same junction, the exact same thing. Yeah. So to me, it's inevitable. Houston's winning this <laughs> series. I mean, I'm going to be honest. And I kind of touched on it earlier with you off the record, but Curry can't even keep his wife happy. What makes you think? <laughs> she's thirsty. She's out there, man. And she's doing her thing. And now we want him to carry the Warriors past the Rockets. It ain't happening. He can't even keep his wife happy. Does she really look like Hans Ward? Uh, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was, that was all over Twitter today. It so it's rather, it's rather she does look like Hans Ward or Hans Ward looks like her. I don't know which one's better. but um, nah. I mean, what do you think with Hans Ward with a wig? I mean – does that do it for you? He'd have to shave the mustache. Yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But uh, no, I, it does not do it for me. I redact that statement. <laughs> well, you sent me a picture of uh, Curry's wife. Looked like a very attractive picture. And then the one I saw that uh, Canadian Big sent, it looked like two different people. I mean, was that the same woman? I It, it is. But, you know, Biggie wants no part of uh, Aisha Curry. Oh, I like, I guess he's too good for that. Yes. You know, says the single guy living in North Dakota. Exactly. You know, he's too good for her. <laughs> something's not right with that picture. No, something's not right with Biggs. I don't know. He's not here to defend himself, so we'll continue to throw him under the bus throughout the show. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so, the the Warriors, not they're not going to they, – they only have to win one game. Not getting it done. They're going to lose in Houston. Houston going to go back to Oakland. Durant may or may not play. I'm, well, no, he's not playing. He's, not he's, playing. he's out for the series. Yeah. You know, there's no chance that's uh, reverse psychology. Steve Kerr is just trying to do something. No, he's not he's playing. Uh, everybody thought it was an Achilles injury, you know, the way it happened. Everybody's like, that's what happened to Kobe. You know, everybody went right into that mode. And he, I was even listening to, like, Stephen A. Smith talk about it today. He's like, I know he's not going to play any more basketball. Like, it's just all over it. And it, it doesn't matter, though. Now, what percent chance do you give – the Warriors that that Curry could come out and score thirty five. Thompson gives you at least twenty five, and in Game Six or Game Seven, and they find a way to narrowly win the game. What percentage chance do you give them to win at least one game over these next two? We win twenty five percent. All right, so it's not zero. You know, they're 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 still a good enough of a backcourt, good enough of a team where if they get hot and Houston gets cold, it could happen. A puncher's always got a chance. It's always got a chance. I mean, but <laughs> but it's not happening. <laughs> You've seen Steph Curry this playoffs, right? Hey, he, he's uh, shooting very, very poorly. Yeah, but like, he don't even look like the Steph Curry that everyone's like just in love with and like changed the game. And 
He's so like passive. So and his shots not falling. He's only so. Let me ask you, like role player. So is Durant going out? Is this going to be an opportunity? Is is there a part of Steph Curry that might be happy that Durant's out? I mean, I think there is. I mean, I think in his with his ego, he's probably happy because he's like, now's my shot. Yeah, I'm on show. I'm my Steph team. Curry. I'm getting my team my back. Team first. Yeah, but his shot hasn't been falling. So I mean, yeah, you're going to be jacking a lot more up, but. Are they going to fall? Probably not. <laughs> Hasn't been so far. And, you know, you can blame it on a dislocated finger or whatever. That's not on your shooting hand, so I don't want to hear it. You know? I think Clay's going to have two huge games. Absolutely. I think Clay's going to score 30 in both Well, games. he's got a contract to try to play for here, right? He will absolutely score 30 points both games. Well, but it's not going to be enough. Not going to be enough. Is Curry going to – what do you think Curry's going to do? How many points? I think he'll probably average about 22 Right. So he's going to get like maybe 28 one game, 18 in the other, and Probably. the 18's going to be the game, well, if they even get two games. No, they may not even game. get that far. Uh, no, they're going two games. It's, it's Golden State would have to win. I don't know what I'm talking about. Talking well, he, about he, uh, Curry might just have to sit out after his ego. It's just destroy after the first game. <laughs> no, but, uh, like, but real quick, I wanted to touch on something real, real quick. It was crazy, too. Is I'm very confident that the Rockets are going to win. However, I mean, watching this series very closely – Something that's caught me off guard and it makes me realize why the Bucks, if they would get there, would potentially beat the Rockets in the finals is the fact that Chris Paul looks like a shell of himself, man. He's literally just dribbling around. He's deferring. He's not making – He plays sh- better defense than offense now. Yeah, he's not He's not making jumpers. He's not really uh, even you know distributing the ball like he used to. He's kind of just dribbling it down and handing it off to Harden. He is good at trying to draw technicals from the other team. I just – I'm honestly looking at it, and I was like, man, they might be better off just letting uh, um, – what's his name? He used to play for the Knicks. Now he's on there. Uh, oh, you know what I'm talking about. Shumpert? Yeah, Shumpert and Gerald Green and even uh, Rivers. I I feel like they'd almost be better off with more firepower distributing up his minutes because he's shooting God off when his percentage yeah. is tanking. I, I don't like what I see from Chris Paul at all. I mean, what what about Harden only shooting like three times in the fourth quarter in Game Five? Like, is is that because Chris Ball's dominating the ball too much? Uh, I think that's part of it. Because he was. I mean, he he's dribbling all over the place. And does nothing with it. No, nope. it's like it's like Mikey in in youth league. You know, <laughs> he just dribbled around with his head down. You know, don't just, set me that screen because I'll clearly not take it. We were just standing around and wait for him to do his thing after about ten seconds, and then nothing would happen. No, I, but, Chris Paul is right but Harden was creating. I mean, you know, he he may not have took a lot of shots. When we did get the ball, he was drawing that double team, and you'd see he'd take that little jab step inside and then make the bounce pass to somebody underneath. They just weren't finishing very right. well. But so, all right, the other other conference, uh, Western Conference series out there, which has been great, going back and forth with Portland and and Denver. My my favorite thing about that is I, I'm telling the old man, I'm telling my dad about this. You got to see this center for Denver. He has no idea who I'm talking about. The Yet, Joker. Yeah, yesterday he's like, "Hey man, I saw that guy. You weren't kidding. That guy can pass like a point guard." Uh-huh. You know, and has he not stepped up in this series? Like he like if it wasn't Denver, you know, he could be one of those guys that could be one of that next wave of NBA stars, which he should be anyway. I mean, but it's not even this playoff run, man. He's done it all year. He's done it all year. He's but probably got the most triple doubles for a center since, like, forever. I don't even know what the but, date but is. But big players make big plays in big-time oh, moments, right? So right. he's stepping up in the playoffs. He's legit, man. I mean, I, I had him on one of my fantasy teams, man, and he he killed it. You know, he, he, he fills the stat sheet, all categories. So – Who's winning that one? Portland or uh, – they're playing right now. They are. It's close right now. 57-52, Portland. I mean, you know the games are going to come down to the wire. It up 3-2. I feel like – and we were all over Portland coming into this series. Yeah. Because Denver went to seven games against San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, the way I picked Portland. I'm, I'm trying to think that Portland will win tonight probably, and then Denver will win game seven. I mean, I almost got to say that now. I mean, this is crazy because in the, in these playoffs, you could almost, with all respect to Boston, hmm. you almost could have seen every single series going seven games. Yeah. Like, they've been incredibly competitive. It's crazy how some of them have been just blowouts every game, like the, the Philadelphia-Toronto series. But, you know, for for fans that haven't been watching Portland and, and Denver go at it, man, it's been great. And, oh. and you got some big-time players out there. And nobody's – 
nobody wants to pay attention to these guys, but I, I, I have fun watching that series. And I love watching the Joker back people down and then throw the ball under somebody's legs for a cutter to a layup or something like that. Guys, unbelievable. But regardless of, of whoever comes out of the West, this is the thing I was thinking about earlier. Who guards Giannis if they play Milwaukee? Like if you're the Warriors, let's say you find a way, you get Durant back, you find a way somehow to win one game against Houston. So then you, you maybe you end up in the NBA Finals. Who on the Warriors guards Giannis? I mean, they're going to throw Draymond on him. That's all they can do. And he's going to destroy. I know Draymond. he will. Like, That's their only answer. Like destroy. you can't put Durant on him because they need him to save himself for offense. And, and Players don't play two way anymore. <laughs> and if you're Houston, you put Capella on him, right? Uh, I don't. I, they might even try to do some Tucker too. Maybe he's undersized, but he's gritty. He, he's got some meat on him. Right, yeah, he can right. at least throw his body in there. A I think bit. he's gonna be mixed in, but probably Capella Tucker. Well, you're gonna have to throw bodies at him. Oh yeah, <laughs> I they're, mean, gonna, they're gonna foul out. out. <laughs> uh, I mean, and then, like, if you're if Denver finds a way to do it, uh, you're not putting Joker There's on no him. No way. No. He's too slow. No, he's gonna blow by him. Oh yeah. I mean, it's. I just I'm looking at him as probably being, Paul Millsap. Yep. I mean, yeah, you're probably right about that. But he's like the ultimate, you know. The ultimate uh, male. The ultimate male. <laughs> the thunder lips. Bunch of meatballs trying to guard him. <laughs> I, there's no matchup. No. You know, he, he's he's in a league by himself. I mean, but like real quick on the uh, Blazers and uh, Nuggets, I'm, I'm glad that one of those two teams is going to come out and represent the Western Conference Finals. And I'm kind of glad that Houston and um, – Golden State. State playing now because now it's going to force the country to see either Portland You're or You're going to Denver. elevate a new team. Yeah, to the Western Conference Finals, and I'm glad it kind of worked out that yeah, way. Honestly, because we all know about Houston and we all know about Golden State. Well, I mean, how many people at the beginning of the season just automatically felt Golden State? Yeah, exactly. Why I, They're like, can we just fast forward to the finals now? Yeah. I mean, that's how I felt. Right. I mean, I – most people said Golden State Boston preseason because yeah. Kyrie's back. It's I mean, they, well, Boston was paper champions. Right. They, they look good on paper, but you know now now that you've gotten to the point exactly what you said, you're going to get this matchup where and hopefully even if they don't win this series, Denver or Portland push it five, six, it, maybe but seven. It's their games. coming out party possibly for the next coming years, right? And all those conversations we get to have about ha- having to get over the hurdle and not being battle tested, you know, you get one of these teams that gets to that cusp, and maybe next year they can take that step because the, the Warriors are about to explode. Yeah, like they, this thing is it. Durant's gone, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, is what about Clay Thompson? I think so. I I think he's definitely wanting to go to uh, Clippers. You think it's Clippers? Nobody wants to go to L.A., right? No, I mean I. I will say this. I think if Golden State would happen to throw a bunch of money at Clay, he'd stay because they're going to have some money freed up when Durant leaves. Yep. If, if they would give him the deal that he thinks is good enough, I think he'll stay with uh, Golden State. If not, I think he's one of the Clippers. There's got to be part of him. Like the Warriors, man, they seemed like such a fun team, you know, when they first kind of came into their own. You know, I, I wouldn't put it past guys like Curry and, and Clay to think that, you know, they they could still do that, but but here's the thing though, when the Warriors were that good, you know we're talking like what four or five years ago, you know the rest of the NBA hadn't caught up yet, you know the Warriors aren't the team shooting the most threes now. Oh, they're they're like middle of the pack now. Yeah, they're top mean, ten probably. I but. mean, and and they were great at ball movement and things like that. But the one thing that they struggled with, and this is why they lost to Cleveland that year in the finals. Was they didn't have anybody that could just take over a game, right? Like I, if you, I know you're not a big fan of him from the way he did Chicago, but I mean, if you're watching Jimmy Butler in the playoffs right now, at least when it comes down to crunch time, that guy wants to win. He wants the she wants to take the shot. Uh, he wants to take it. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, you know, so who on Golden State is that going to be? I mean, if you go back to the first title they won. Steph Curry didn't win Finals MVP. You know, it was Andre Iguodala coming off the bench oh, because yeah. it, they were full of these role players that could make things happen. I I don't think that they'll they'll be nearly as good without Durant. And, and once he's gone, I, I'm thinking Clay Thompson might be sitting there saying, "All right, where else can I go?" Because I, I think Tom, I think Clay Thompson knows he's not number one. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't think he's that naive where he's like. I need a max contract, and I'm going to be the stud. You know, he might even get a max contract. But I'm going to tell you this right now, Clay. He's got his rings, man. He don't. He don't have to go prove anything. He's already got his rings. He can go chase he can, the money. He can go get paid. Yeah, and I think that's what he's going to do. 
That's just my opinion. So how many people are going to go to the Clippers? Because that's what I hear you talk about a lot. Is no, all. no. I never thought Kyrie was or going is to that Clippers. biggie? He he, he said yeah. Kawhi Leonard was going to go to the Clippers. Well, I agree with that one. So I could see uh, them, uh, Clay and Kawhi. I think uh, Irving is going to go to the Knicks. Uh, now, what about the Nets? You know, that's the other New York team, and they got money. They're acting like they're ready to throw around and spend it. I mean, it. I don't see Kyrie going there because they got Russell. Of course, he just got caught, you know, uh, with yeah. pot on the plane uh, it's or just whatever. A, it's just, just a little pot. weed. It's just yeah. a little weed. It's, you know. It's not meth. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's still got his teeth. Yeah, he's good. I mean, but I don't really feel that there's a need there for Kyrie with the with Brooklyn. So, I don't think that's going to be an issue or an option there. I think I, – I mean, I don't think he's coming back to Boston for sure. No. Too much you, damage. You know what's funny, too, is like – you remember about a month ago we put a poll up and asked all those Celtic fans if they wanted Kyrie back next year. And it was like yeah. overwhelmingly like, yes, we want him back. But they those basically like, you guys like, are dumbasses. It was like Why 95 percent question? Yeah. Of course we want him back. Uh, you guys are nah, – I wonder what they'd say now. They said, eat shit. We're <laughs> shooting 33% this whole series. <laughs> we need to put that back out there and just Again. see what they say. Here was can, the can first do, like, one. Pop it up like memories. Yeah, well, we'll do, do a picture of the old poll. Right. This is what you guys said before. Let me see where you're at now. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's no way he's going back. And Boston, they expect their stars to step up in playoff time. That's what Boston – that's what Boston does. Yeah. And, and he, he let them down. Where was Terry Rozier at? Uh, I have no idea. It was <laughs> it was bad, man. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's bad when the game, the last closeout game, you got Smart, who's who's a gritty player, and you have Marcus Morris. They're the ones that's trying to give the team energy, and he's and, and one of them's hurt. But like that's where they were trying to get their energy from. And Marcus 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 Smart game. could barely even jump in a closeout game. Man. Where where's Irving at? You know, on that where's Tatum? Tatum did nothing. I don't get it. Like there was no fire there. They, I, and this is what I think happened with Boston. They had some chemistry last year because there were all these guys trying to prove themselves. You, you know, Gordon Hayward's out, Kyrie's out. They were scrappy. They were, they were, they were like, hungry. You know what they reminded me of last year? It's like that that college basketball team in the tournament that's full of a bunch of seniors that nobody's going to the NBA, but you don't want to play them because you know they're just going to freaking bust their ass to do everything they can to win. And that's what they did. They're battle-tested. They're playing fundamental. They're hustling for every loose ball. And now everybody on the floor. You fast forward to this year, everybody's trying to find their place. You right, know, and you had guys who were used to starting. It's like they were lost. Yeah, they, hey, I started in the in the playoffs last year. You know, I was scoring twenty points a game. Now right. you're only playing me fifteen minutes. Right, uh, they're 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 a mess. And, and you know, <laughs> if if you're Boston, you know, yeah, I, I, you got to make that play for for Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. You know, because because what you got, and, and I know some people are going to tell you don't blow the whole thing up, but. I, I don't see with what you got. You, you, I think you've seen the pinnacle of what it could be. I agree. Now, maybe if you get rid of Kyrie Irving, keep it all together, it might be better. That might be the opposite of the Golden State situation where you take Durant out, there's no way they're better, right? Even though some jackasses will tell you that. I think if you pull Kyrie Irving out of Boston, they might be better. I think so. You know, which is crazy because athletically, Kyrie Irving's a really good player, but man, he is inconsistent in big time moments. And drama, man. Everywhere he goes, there's drama. Well, that's because it's flat Earth. Exactly. Well, I don't. <laughs> it's bad, man. I mean, I don't feel like he's a good teammate. I don't feel like he rises up in big moments. No, he did not this playoffs. No, not I, at all. I mean, if I was looking for a free agent point guard, I think I would shy away big time. So, if if you're one of these teams out there, who's the number one guy you're going after? If you're one of these five or six teams that have the money to spend. Who's your number one target? Leonard. I mean, because Davis technically is not a free agent, correct? Correct. Yeah, but you can get him because you know he's getting traded. For about free agents, I would say Leonard. All right. I I would say Davis would be be the biggest target over Leonard. See, I disagree. You think Leonard? I'll tell you one reason why. And look, I know some people are going to disagree because of last season, but AD will not play a full season. He can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, I know Kawhi Leonard missed. Uh, let's be honest; he wasn't hurt the whole year. No, yeah, well, that was. Yeah. He, he didn't want to play in San Antonio for right. whatever reasons. He got his way, got got out. But Kawhi Leonard has played a long time and has shown that he he can play. He's and, typically durable. Yeah, and I, I just think if you're if you're looking for that durability, like AD might help you get to the playoffs, but is he going to be there? I mean, and I agree with you. If you're talking about like durability and you know 
putting in the skill set as well. I agree with you. But if you're talking about like the best overall player on the floor, it's AD. Yeah, but but I'm saying right. if you're a team making right, that right, decision, right. that's who you want to bring in. Factor that in. Yeah. How many games is he going to miss? So I mean, I agree with you there. Um, you're kind of hoping that he would rebound and play, you know, <laughs> 75, 80 games. Mm. I don't see it though. I tell you, who's going to get a really bad contract? Ain't nobody paying Boogie Cousins now, are they? Oh, no, absolutely not. Man, you talk about a star that fell real fast. It's He's almost going to have to sign something borderline what he did this year. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like the veteran's minimum or something like that. I mean, he he's a, he, he's a mess. And, and he's kind of lost in the way he plays the game, too. It doesn't fit in today's NBA necessarily. Yeah, because he, he was more of a bruiser. And now I feel like he's just trying to shoot outside just to fit in. Maybe it was just because he was on the Warriors. I mean, but he would knock some down. But, I mean, I don't feel like he's more of a actually, you know, on the block type of center. So so what team do you think is going to have the best offseason? Who's who's not going to screw it up? Well, of course, the Clippers, man. The Clippers, the Clippers. Clippers are going to have the – they're going to overtake the Lakers, right? Yes. So uh, we didn't even talk about that. I'm going to tell you who's going to have the worst – who's going to screw it up is the Knicks. Because that's Knicks. what the Knicks do. But the Knicks are obvious. But the Lakers are the next next one, right? Like, they're, did you see where the fans are going to go stage a protest tomorrow at the Staples Center? For what? Because of the dysfunction behind the Lakers right now. They Look, I'm just saying when Ty Lue turns you down, you got problems. I'm, it's, I'm confused by the whole situation because <laughs> – Surely LeBron would have already went and talked to him. It was like, you know, you're my guy. You know, come on and let's try this again. Well, which tells me he's not even talking to LeBron because they approached him and he's like, yeah, no thanks. Well, I guess they offered him three years and he wanted five. Now, Talu is going in. I just laugh at this because he goes in like, I'm an NBA championship winning coach. And, and like, I, I would just laugh. I'd be like, sure you are, buddy. You know. I mean, they just need to buy a necktie and tell LeBron to put it on and he can do both. You know, I, I know people get mad about him doing that, but let's be honest, that's what's happened in a lot of cases. Now he's being more hands-off, apparently. Like you said, they're not even talking to each other. And here I am getting upset that they're not even talking. But either way, like, who are they going to hire? And is it even going to matter? I haven't heard any other backup candidates yet, so I, I was trying to think today. They might circle back to Jason Kidd. They've mentioned that. And then the old man brought up Tom Thibodeau, which, uh, you know, he doesn't even know who that is. So for him to bring that up, it must have been something. No, I read it, but I did read something on that, but they were looking at him as an assistant coach. Well, they were looking at Kidd as an assistant, assistant coach, too. and, and But – but that was with – and this is part of the problem, I guess, is they were going to hire Ty Lue, but they're going to tell him who the assistant coaches are. Yeah, that's are. bad. You should look at your own staff. No, I mean, that's – who's who's running the show well, out there? I, <laughs> no one knows. But I'm trying to figure out, like, I, I was thinking today, who was some former LeBron puppets or maybe some veteran players that LeBron had played with, you know, at one of his pit stops, who would they just bring in that fits that mode as a head coach, like kind of like a – a Steve Kerr or a Jason Kidd that had no coaching experience, like they could bring in that was with LeBron. You know what I mean? I think there's going to be a tie there. I just can't get any names in my head. Uh, I thought you might have had one. No, I'm I was just, sitting there trying to think. I was like, man, what name are you going to no, drop on me right one. now? I, I was trying to think today, but I mean, there's just—I think it's going to be someone fitting that mode because at this point they're just kind of deferring to LeBron. I think Paul Silas still out there? Possibly. Yeah. Bring him back. <laughs> Oh, but they're 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 yeah, just. It might be like Udonis Haslam. Maybe he could be. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I love Udonis Haslam. Yeah. He might be the greatest Miami Heat player outside of Dwayne Wade ever. I agree with that. I mean, I, he's consistent. I mean, I, I I bet if you go to South Florida, they love him. I'd say they should. They'd have to, right? Well, he's, he's done well for them. Oh man, I don't think he's going to be a head coach. <laughs> you never know. But like, not just the coaching part, but like. You don't hear any players talking about going to LA either. No, it's no, the Clippers. The Clippers they want to, they want to go there. So like, no coaches are like knocking down the door to go coach there, and no players are wanting to play with LeBron. I mean, I mean, this has got to be the beginning of the end, right? I, I mean, the Lakers look an awful lot like the Knicks right now, don't they? They do. 
Yeah, so if you're a player, do you want to go to the Knicks? Oh, absolutely not. Unless you, you're Kyrie. So do you want to go to the Lakers? No. So, so Kyrie's the only guy out there. He'll go to the Knicks or the Lakers. Nobody else will. I think you're right. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. He's other going to go back. one of those two places. <laughs> that's it. He's, what? Dysfunction? <laughs> Count me in. Yeah. I'm all about it. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> Being the number two on dysfunctional teams. He's uh, good with that. Just show me the money. It's for the love of, the love of the game, young blood. <laughs> Well, I feel like now would be a good time to at least mention all the hard work that Mr. Brown has been doing. So if you guys haven't followed us on social media, specifically Facebook, we are not quite, but almost to what, 8,000 followers now? Yeah, we should be about 8,000 by tomorrow morning. It's so, not in the middle of the night. So that's not bad for something that's less than six months old. Not bad at all. Way better than uh, I thought it would take off. <laughs> and... On top of that, I think our reach is still in the neighborhood of around 800 to 850,000, something like that. Yeah, it ranges there, depending on what day it is. Got, got a little bit of an international flair going on. We've oh, got all yeah. kinds of good stuff. So if you're listening to the show for the first time and you haven't found us on Facebook, follow us at We Don't Know Sports. We're also on Instagram. It's kind of there. It's coming along. Uh, Twitter is terrible. YouTube, we're trying to get that started a little bit. So you know what? Give us some love. Follow us on that stuff. But most importantly, Facebook is the most active. If you like us, if you hate us, whatever, just tell us. We're open to criticism. And you know what? Don't quit us, baby, because we'll try to talk you to talk you into staying just like we did that chick from boston yeah we weren't having that she says she that we were nothing but patriot haters and we, it, and we roast everybody equally yes we I put, even roast my own team we put her in her place she was like you know what since you put it that way i'll stay and, and she's still here she's still here she's still loyalty baby just tell your friends okay if you like sports <laughs> and you like to give everybody hell this is the spot for you just tell your friends and come on and let's have fun we are equal haters for everybody yeah Nobody's so, safe. So speaking of equal haters, I feel like hating on something very specific right now. Hmm. It, it, it's, I don't like where this is going. It's the Cubbies. Oh, okay. Right, so you probably do like where this is oh, going. Oh, absolutely now. Well, it, and it, it's kind of like one of these things that, you know, we, we really try not to get political or anything like that. And I'm not, I don't think we're doing oh, that here. I know where you're going now. Did you see the picture of the dude doing the, you know, made you look? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like the punch game. Like yeah. If you, if you catch him looking, you get to punch him in the arm. So are you telling me? When we were in sixth and seventh grade, that we were all racist and didn't realize it. Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> we just wanted to punch somebody, black so, or white. So uh, <laughs> you know, this <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, we we punch anybody. So I, I just find this so humorous. This small little thing gets blown out of proportion because the guy does the make you look, and you can't see me, but you're just doing like the OK symbol upside down, essentially. And now it's white supremacy. I've never even heard of that. I mean, like. I'd say probably the last several years, I've saw so many memes on Facebook that would be like, we get you to look, then all of a sudden you'd see the yeah. sign and it was like, gotcha. It's, it's like a picture. Like, look at this naked girl. And then when yeah. you click on the picture, like the body's right. replaced with the hand, you know? Like, I would have never even thought anything to do with race whatsoever. Like that blew me away. And they, did they ban the guy for life? They, they did. That, that's the story. I can't confirm that, but I've read that they've banned him for life. Like, he literally probably thought, I got you. Yeah, look. And now I, he, I made everybody look. But just think if he was like the, the huge Cubs fan, and now he can't even go watch his own team. And he, I'm sure there was no intent behind that. Whatsoever. This is like Bartman 2.0, except for he didn't cost his team the game. <sighs> I feel bad for the guy. Uh, it's just a terrible thing. And, and you know, yeah, I think this is like one of those things where if like you're if you're in the minority as a white supremacist and you're trying to get your calls going, like what a great rumor to start and say, oh yeah, that symbols us. Yeah, that thing that everybody does. Yeah, that, that's us. You know, I mean, that's, I, I think yeah. that's how it started. Now everybody knows about it. <laughs> so I, I guess the rule of thumb is uh, if you if you go to a baseball game, do not do the made you look symbol because you will be banned for life. So when you go back to SunTrust next year, don't do that. No, nah, I'm, I'm fully aware now. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, the Cubs fans, are they're pissed. They're pissed. I mean, they should be. They said, the Cubs, you dropped the ball on this. This is ignorant. I mean, the Dodgers fans kill people, and they don't get banned for life. They're like, yeah, just take off till next weekend and come back. Yeah. So you only – how many times did you stab them in the parking lot? Seven? All right, you're banned seven games. Exactly. <laughs> That's how that works. I mean, I, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, so – is that the most exciting thing in baseball right now? I think we had some we had some uh, interesting little things that come up in the timeline this week. 
you know, we had some birthdays out there. I think Tony Gwynn had his birthday. We had, um, um, well, uh, Willie Mays had his birthday. I mean, we, we had some interesting things this week. Well, the Tony Gwynn thing, though, did you see the thing about him against the Braves pitchers? Uh, you're talking about what specific pitchers again? This is Smoltz, Glavin, and, and Maddox. Maddox. This are like three Hall of Famers. Correct. And struck out three times in what, like, it was over, was over 100 in his bats? career against them and batted 394, I think. Well, I mean, Tony Gwynn is, is the man. I mean, the fact that he only struck out three times is amazing because you know, I know Maddox and uh, Glavin wasn't strikeout pitchers, but Smoltz was nasty as far as his stuff, swing and miss stuff. Well, just remember, Tony Gwynn never struck out more than 40 times in a yeah, season. That's a, he's a bad man. Ted Williams himself said that Tony Gwynn is one of the top five hitters to ever play the game. That's coming from Ted Williams. Well, I, mean, so I got to believe That's it. good authority. I, I would believe that too. I like that. Oh, I mean, man. Willie Mays, he turned 88. Yep. I saw that, and then you posted it on there. But I saw it earlier, and I didn't post it, but it was showing, uh, you know, I think you can't say it's the best catch ever, but I think it's the most iconic catch it, ever in the history it, of baseball. Well, every catch that's ever happened after that that's been similar, you always compare it to. Right. You know. There's nothing like that clip, that black and white clip of watching him go over and catch that. And then he's Turn like, around and make the, the fire here. throw, yeah. It's outstanding. I mean, I, Willie Mays is a truly – Baseball royalty. Yeah, I Him mean, and Hank Aaron. I, mean, I was going right to say, those, those are like the two living legends oh, that we still have. Like, they're, they're a different level than everybody like else. Like, if I could get to Cooperstown, I would love to get there and see it, you know, while these guys are still here and see those two guys because, I mean, they're, 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 they're treats. Uh, this is completely off topic, but it's baseball related. Um, you know who the top two save pitchers are in all of baseball history, right? The top two, the top Trevor two. Hoffman. That's one. And is it Lee Smith? No, he's number three. Oh, it's not Rivera. It is. Yeah, yeah. Rivera actually is number one. He passed off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but, right. but so th- I was just—I don't know how I stumbled across this, but they both have over six hundred uh, saves, and nobody else has over five hundred. Yeah, like it, they're so far away from everybody else. And I think I stumbled across that looking at birthdays and things like that. And I was like, damn, they got. Over 1,200 saves between – and Lee Smith, I think, has like 470 or something right. like that. And he's third. Right. Like, there, there's pitchers that won't even get – there's good pitchers that will have 150 to 200 saves in their career, and that's the gap between third and second. Right. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, that was my little trick. No, those like guys Garden. did it for a long time, and a lot of these relief pitchers, they don't start out as closers. And they're middle relief, and then they build their way up. Hoffman and Rivera was, you know, closers almost from the beginning. I mean, the Yankees had Wetland there for a minute, and yeah. then it was Rivera, but it was quickly. So they pretty much saved their whole career. So speaking of of pitching, uh, you know, not – I wish I could throw something positive in about being a Reds fan, but we got no hit the other day. What was more impressive, though – I can't remember the guy's name uh, that threw the no-no. But Fears, I don't know how you yeah. say Fears, Mike Fears. So it's second his second one. one. Career, yeah. yeah. So second back-to-back years, Oakland's had a uh, no-hitter. So it, what's more impressive, the fact that he threw a no-hitter or the fact that it's 2019 and he threw a complete game with 136 pitches? I mean, it's impressive because managers don't leave players in anymore with that type of pitch count. They'll just pull them and say, sorry about your luck. Yeah, we don't care about your no-hitter. I mean, the Braves did it last year with Newcomb. He was like in the eighth inning, and it got broke up. But he was at 130-plus pitches, and everyone was like, this is outrage. You're gonna, he's going to get Tommy John now. Well, I'm watching – You know, I've been watching a little bit more college baseball because West Virginia's baseball team is freaking awesome. Right. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're, they have a pitcher named Alex Manoa, who, who's projected to be the fifth overall draft pick. Really? Yes. I did not know that. 6'8", 270, throws 97, 98 miles per hour. 6'8", 270? Oh, he's a big horse. He's a starter? Oh, yeah. Okay. Not just a starter. Complete game guy. Oh, so he's yeah. a hitter. He plays the field and all that? Well, no. Well, no, I'm I saying. I got you. I got you. He, from, he start to finish. Yes. Okay. He, he is a workhorse. If they're taking him out, it's only because he got in a jam, which doesn't happen very often. I mean, he and and it's a guy you're watching in the eighth inning. He's still throwing 97. That's impressive. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that's he's a junior. That's why he's going to get drafted. He's not going to play on the mound. I mean, their baseball team. team's made strides the last several years. But, but my point is, like, it, it is – is it to the point where you're looking at these pitchers in college, and, and does that scare you if you're amazing? Like, because of the mileage. Right. Because look at Strasburg, right? Right. You know, Strasburg. And Strasburg, I think, just was the fastest pitcher to, was it 1,000 strikeouts? Yes. I mean, 
Uh, but we don't look at him as elite right now. No, absolutely at all. Not. He just but, makes elite money. Yeah, he's the highest paid person in baseball. Correct. Uh, this year, anyway. Yep. And you know he he came out of San Diego State and he was he was throwing a hundred pitches every game he was out right. there because when you're in college you don't care if these guys get drafted you're trying to get to a regional or something right so I mean are you looking at these pitchers thinking yeah I'm gonna take a chance on them or does that scare you to death I mean I think today's uh, baseball society does scare him to death but if you would look at the track record you know throughout history. There's nothing that suggests that pitchers have more Tommy Johns based on pitch counts. I mean, back in the day when pitchers were lasting longer in the games and throwing more pitches, I feel like there was less Tommy John surgeries and you know less injuries overall. Um, Smoltz said it himself. I mean, it's just, he says his pitch counts, uh, you know, asinine. It's not about pitch count. It's about how many how stressful, feel? how many stressful pitches and innings were you in? Well, why why didn't different? Why didn't Greg Maddox throw the ball hard? He just he didn't need to, he didn't but need he to. said, uh, "I didn't try to throw it harder. I tried to locate better." Right, and that, he was damn good. He had one where he had a sixty-seven pitch complete game, and that's that's the point, you know. And, and you know, you I, I blame it more on mechanics, and and I think what Maddox has said is pitchers will come out, and when you're in a jam, what do they do? They try to throw it as hard as they can because they feel like that's how they're going to get somebody out. And that's those stressful throws that you're talking about where you're just getting tore up. Well, they're going for the strikeout. They're not pitching the contact. Right. Things. And I get a little bit how baseball is turned into. It's all about the situational thing. I mean, you, it's nothing to see a pitcher in the sixth inning face one, maybe two batters. Right. I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, the Reds got a guy that is a lefty, and they only they only use him for situation. It doesn't matter. He'll come in, strike out two people, and they take him out. No matter how he's doing. No, yeah, if he he looked dominant for six six pitches, six strikes, two <laughs> yeah. strikeouts. Oh, no, he's out. Yeah, because you know, we don't like the matchup. But I think that the pitch count or the and the injuries that we're seeing and all that and the, the freaking out about it, I feel like it's deeper than what people's letting on. I feel like it starts at youth sports. It's my opinion because. The difference between then and now, and I'm seeing it now with my kids they coming up through. They only play baseball, right? It's it's travel ball all year round, whereas back then. You're playing all these sports. Athletes play all these different athletes. sports. That's what they were. They're yeah. athletes, they not baseball They play all these players. sports, and you got to work all these different types of muscles depending on the sport. And you weren't constantly putting that strain on your shoulder and that elbow throwing, you know, nine months out of the year. And in Florida, possibly a lot more down south. So I feel like now. You know, it's because they're doing so much at a young age, and by the time they get to that level, they're just beat up. I'd love to see, like, if if there's any statistics that support, like, things like travel ball really help that person get to the next level. I mean, I think it's more, honestly, you know, just like anything with human nature is keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, travel ball is the way my kid's going to get into his scholarship or go big time, and I got to keep up with the neighbors down the street. Well, Johnny's playing for the single A team, though. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I mean, like, and I hate to keep bringing up Smoltz, but like, Smoltz was a. um, three three sport athlete in, in high school. He played football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah. And he says he he could have honestly went. Give me some more Jeff Samarges out there, you know. <laughs> uh, you know Tom Glavin was he got drafted by the Kings and the Braves. He could have went pro in two sports. I mean, but and look at their longevity. Right, they played forever. And that's, Dave Winfield. Dave Win. Well, Dave Win. He still might be able to play. Can dude? He was a man amongst boys. <laughs> I mean, but they they were just athletes, and they played ball, whatever the season was. So, so I, I feel like that's it. Well, I mean, you know, changing gears a little bit. Russell Wilson, you know, was playing baseball a little bit this year. We know he just got that that contract. Right. Not with the Yankees. Seahawks are paying him, and, and I guess the Seahawks. Uh, Decided to officially put an end of an era today as they they released Cam Chancellor and Doug Baldwin. I mean, when you told me that, it surprised me because like I heard the rumors that Doug Baldwin was thinking about retiring because he's injured. He but, might may not be able to play. I mean, so is he that is he that injured? I I mean that that was the whole reason why he might retire because oh, physically he he may not be able to go anymore. And the the Seahawks are like. What do he say? Go ahead and cut him. Right. <laughs> Let's make room right now. And, and but this is what happens when you pay a quarterback. Right. I mean, you know, and, cut and, a cord. Yeah, you, you got it. You got to start cutting these well, guys. Did they draft three receivers? 
Yeah, they did, which is stupid. Which is one of them's your favorite, Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf. Metcalf will be a bust. All right, that's fine. You said he's going to be like a, a, a hawked-up Harry Hayward Bay. Yeah, yeah, David Boston. He might be okay. David Boston. He might be able to have a couple good years, and then he's going to be done. But, I mean, it seemed to me, and you know, I, I think you had him in fantasy as far as more A lot of people, Baldwin, right? Baldwin. I've had him a couple times but in the past. It seems like when he plays, he does well, but he's inconsistent staying on the field. Right. The last few years. I mean, so I'm shocked they kind of cut him. Um, I mean, and I don't keep up with the defensive side as much because it's not fantasy related. But how has Chancellor been doing? I mean, you know, he he's been banged up too. He's right. getting older. All right. these guys right. are getting older, and and you know, somebody to pick him up. We're in that second round of free agency now at the NFL, now, where everybody's going to sign these guys. I mean, does Carroll one making these uh, moves? Is he is he like the the, the Fuhrer there? Or <laughs> he, is there a GM that's he's working with? Yeah, yeah it's got to be a team thing. It can't just be the head coach because he thought he kind of had control of more operations than most. I mean, he he might. I mean, I, I mean, if Pete Carroll's coming to the GM, or if he's not the GM, and telling him, you know, hey, we got to get rid of this guy, you know, I mean, uh, it makes sense to 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 cut both of them, but it, it's, you know, it, it kind of hurts, you know, because you know whether you love or hate Seattle, you know that team kind of had an identity, and we really saw a change over the past year. Now they're completely different. Well, they're, they're all defense and Russell Wilson scrambling, making plays. I mean, how many years ago were they in the Super Bowl? It seems like a decade now. It does. I, I mean, mean it's, it's been a minute, but I don't know how long it was. I think it's like four years. Come about the year where they didn't give him the damn ball? Yeah. That's only, like, that's only like four years ago, No, right? it's longer than that. It's got to be. Well, who won the Super Bowl last year? Patriots. Well, right. this, you're talking about Marshawn Lynch not getting the yeah. ball. That was like five years ago, at least. Six, maybe. I don't think it was that long ago. We got to look it up. No, I mean, so help me out. Let's just count back the Super Bowl winners. I can't even think. Oh, uh, we got to look it up. We had we had the Patriots. We had uh, – see, I can't even think of who won it before that. Oh, uh, isn't see? that terrible? No, I mean, they all run together for me. Wait, who did win it before? <laughs> the Eagles. Yeah, there you hey. go. We should right. know that one. So that, that was one year ago. It was the Eagles. And the Patriots, right? Well, that was this past year. I mean, didn't they win it before the Eagles? Did they? Who'd they beat? Here, we're going to look at it real quick. This List is terrible. Super Bowl champions. This is why our show is called We Don't Know Sports. Well, you, you need to edit some of this out. Uh, no, this I don't know. This terrible. is good banter. This is showing Super people. Super Bowl appearances <laughs> or championship to present. We have the Patriots, the Eagles, the Patriots again, like I said. All right, who did they beat that year? The Falcons. The, the That's right. That was a comeback game. Yeah. I guarantee I saw some uh, that that meme if I got you with that oh, yeah. three. Then you had Denver beating the Panthers with that was with Manning right in sixteen. Right, and then the year before that was <sighs> it's fifteen. You're right. So four years ago. But that's what I'm saying. God, it, it, that's it, that's time like, flies, right? The NFL makes you feel like time doesn't even exist. Dude, you were dead on. I wasn't even sure about it, but it was one of those things like you feel like it's so the long. Twenty-eight ago. to twenty-four game. Like even even that Falcons Patriots Super Bowl seems forever ago. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, why why does the NFL feel like that? What is it just because these teams are moving around so much? Your players are. I mean, I mean, it's just it's times in a bottle or something. I, I can't explain it. Oh, well, I can say this though: looking at these freaking scores, that freaking Super Bowl thirteen to three was god awful, and I, that's the worst Super Bowl I can remember. The Eagles Patriots was great. The Patriots Falcons is a great game, just wrong outcome. Uh, it, it was, but, it was uh, two different apps. But uh, that this past Super Bowl, man, this year we we've got to move past that one because I want I really want to get that one out of my memory, like these other ones. But uh, defense, uh, you know, people were clamoring for defense again. Uh, I'm not one of them. The uh, the Dolphins are. Did you see that they're getting ready to give a record deal to a cornerback? I bet you've never even heard of. Who's that? Uh, ex- <laughs> I feel like it's a made-up first name. Xavian. Okay. Uh, Xavian. Xavian. Right. It's like Xavier, except the N is an uh, in, instead of the R. Xavian. Howard. Xavian Howard. They're going to give him a five-year, $76.5 million deal. $46 million guaranteed. Good for Xavian. So... Dolphins are contenders now, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean... He exa- can cover that new shiny toy the Patriots got in the last pick of the first round. He he's got one Pro Bowl, one one last year. He's twenty five he twenty five years old, so he's only played a couple years. That seems like a stretch, don't it? I mean, I I feel like I followed the NFL pretty well, and I I wasn't really. I feel like I heard the name, but I wasn't that sure how good he was. Now I don't watch a lot of Miami Dolphins football. Not gonna lie, 
But uh, that's a lot of money for a cornerback. Yeah. And, and you can't spend it elsewhere, you know? Uh, you know what the crazy thing was? The Dolphins going into uh, free agency this year was, was one of the worst cap space teams out there. They had so much dead money. on They're still paying Dominican Sue. Wow. I mean, they, that's just – but now they're going to go pay a cornerback a bunch of money, and they better hope he works out because $46 million of that guaranteed. That's like typical Miami Dolphins. That's no wonder. Like, it doesn't matter what, what New England's doing. You know, it's not going to be Miami. Because they're so poorly ran, <laughs> they are. They're, they're like they're almost like the Knicks of the uh, of the NFL. I mean, it's literally like Dan Marino is going to haunt them forever. Because I mean, the quarterback play after Dan Marino, even though he didn't win anything, but they all suck. And you didn't like Jay Fiedler? Oh yeah, he was great. I like Jay. Fiedler, I like the man. heart, but I mean, you know. I'd rather have you know Snowflake and Marino coming Ch- out. That Chad Pennington after three shoulder surgeries. <laughs> I mean, but it's like a revolving door of mediocrity. I mean, it pretty much is. At least they moved on from Tannehill now. Yeah. That, yeah. But how, that was like two years too late. <laughs> well, the one year he tore his ACL or whatever, and, you know, you're hoping he comes back. But, uh, like, Tannehill was one of those guys. I, I, I'm i going to give you a guy who's going to be like Tannehill, I, I think. I could be wrong. But when, you're, when the Bears are going to need Trubisky to win – I think it's going to be the same thing. Because it's going to be a guy that played one year in college. I thought he was going to say Josh Rosen. <laughs> Josh, Josh Rosen. I don't know what's comparable to that. Who gets drafted? Oh. Who gets drafted in the top ten and then gets traded the next year? I mean, like, stats are going to be Tannehill 2.0. Yeah. but you Perfect know, spot for him. <laughs> Josh Rosen, man. <laughs> you feel bad for the guy. Oh, you got to, right? I mean, everybody made a big deal because he was like, uh, he took uh, Arizona off his social media or did something, and they're like, quit being so salty. You know, but like. <laughs> Turns out he had every reason to be salty. He saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, I'm sure there was a closed-door conversation. So if you're a coach, and, and so if you're uh, you're Kingsbury, you're coming, mm-hmm. you're coming into town, it's your right. show. I'm Josh Rose, and you pull me into the office. It's it's a week before the draft. What do you tell me? I mean, you got to be honest with him. I mean, if you know you're going, you got the number one pick, and if you're not trading down, you need to tell him we're, we're trade, we're we're drafting Kyler Murray. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, what do you tell him? How do you put it to him? I mean, if you know you're already trading him to get pieces, I mean, you'd be like. Uh, sorry, son. Uh, you're Tannehill 2.0. We're going another direction. You come in with like a Vince McMahon attitude. You probably would with the swagger. You come in. Well, what's your name? Josh Rosen. We're going to shake things up around here. <laughs> I don't know where you're going, but I ain't going to be here. I mean, there's no easy way to have that conversation. I mean, how else are you supposed to say it? Uh, Just be like, we got a new coach. I'm I'm the new sheriff in town, and I'm going in a different direction. How many I wish games, you the best of luck. How many games did Arizona win this year? Six. I think that's pretty optimistic. But yeah. you're but you're, a, you're a you're a Kyler Murray fan, and I'm not. No, I know. But I know. six six is that's tough to visit. I've been doing polling questions at work too on Kyler Murray. Yeah. Just to try to see if how with how their opinions align with mine. Is it all over the place? I imagine it would be. I mean, I ask him, I mean, do you think uh, this there's a simple question for Kyler Murray? I said, Do you think that he will have multiple like Bowls. at least two Pro Bowls in his career? Right? I think that's a good starting point. And they're like everybody said absolutely. Yeah. I'll give him one. One for his whole career. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. He'll he'll and it might be this year. It, it'll be the and then that's it. You know uh, all the Yahoo fantasy gurus. Yeah, they're all eat up with him. Well, I hey, just leave him on the board for I, me, all right? Please. Twelfth round. <laughs> yeah, I'll take him twelfth round all day. Oh, he gonna win me one. I mean, I look. I I, I hope he does well. He will. I, I have nothing against him. I have nothing against him at all. I just. If here, here's here's my here's my reasoning behind the entire thing. If he turns out to be an elite quarterback, he'll be the first of his kind. No one else with that style of game and that build and those intangibles has ever been successful long term at quarterback. He would be the first. He would rewrite how every team will analyze and draft quarterbacks in the future. So while you're looking at it as he might be multiple Pro Bowlers, I, I'm saying for him to be good, it would literally have to revolutionize the NFL. 
He's the voice of short people everywhere, Chad. He's the voice of the voiceless. Exactly. <laughs> because the short people can't reach the microphone. We need a spokesperson. Is he taller than you? Absolutely. Well, then, you know, does he really represent you then? I mean, I like to say if I'm standing on my tippy toes, I'm right there with him. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say that I'm worried about more about Kingsbury being the coach than Kyler Murray's skill set, in my opinion. I don't know how he's going to be as a coach. I mean, he had a losing record in college. So I'm more worried about the coach than the player. That's just my worry. Kingsbury, I think, still just thinks he could go out and play. I think so. He's young enough, right? Yeah. Did he play in the NFL at all? I know he got. I think he was on some rosters, but did he ever take a snap? I don't know snap? if he had any stats at all. I don't know. He might just be like, "I'm gonna be your backup, Kyler." <laughs> Underneath the uh, the sweater, he'll have the coach uh, on the field, son. That's it. That's like Burt Reynolds in uh, the longest yard. Yeah, right? that's true. That's he it. could only. Yeah, he's too young for that. <laughs> is is Burt Reynolds alive or dead? He's dead. All right, good he job. died last year. I know that one. Yeah, we we you know what we've done a lot of shows and I haven't improperly you know guessed if someone was alive or not. Yeah, it's true. So like we don't even know. <laughs> we, we try to honor the, the the deceased. We we do try to honor the deceased, and, and there there are times where I'm pulling for people that apparently you know aren't with us anymore. <laughs> I feel I feel like our shows like Beetlejuice. We don't even know if they're alive or dead. So we need like to get that book for the deceased or Wait, something. What was that called? The uh, I don't remember. Oh no! What's the name of the book? And <laughs> it was uh, uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Book. What was the name of the book? I don't remember. It was something handbook. It yeah. was uh, but we need we need it for this show. Something guide to the recently deceased yeah. or something like that. But uh, it probably has a list of who all died. So we probably need that oh, to help I, us as a guide. I think I'm stuck in the neither world. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Like that football team. <laughs> what do you mean our plane crash, coach? <laughs> hey, that was that was good. Uh, Michael Keaton, Tim Burton stuff back. That in was the day, good. Man. It's not. It's not the same now. No, that was a, that was a classic right there. Uh, they should remake that movie, right? I saw a trailer, but I think someone like a film student it's remade a second one. It's fake. I know. I hate that when they do them fake trailers. Did you see like the? Uh, the Ghostbusters trailer where it showed Echo One sitting in that old barn and the light, lightning was crashing. No. It was pretty cool. It looked like it was real, too. And everyone swore it was, like, coming out this sometime this year. Well, speak, speaking of movies, there's two things. One, they, they released the trailer for It, too. Have you, did you watch the first one? I did. What did you think? Uh, I never saw the original one. I, I hate to say that, but I love horror f- films. I didn't see the original one, but it was different. Like I don't know. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't say it was terrible, but I I can't. I said I watched it once, and I haven't seen it again. I, I can tell you that the trailer for it too looks pretty good. Now the trailer for it the the remake looked really good too. So you can't tell a lot by the trailers, but that came out today. I mean, I like my uh, meme about you know the it meme for the Patriots fans, but we're not going <laughs> to say that. No, so. don't say that on on yeah. the air. Yeah. <laughs> But but Pennywise has something for you, Patriots yeah. fans. That's my favorite part of that movie is all them uh, it memes coming down to the freaking sewer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh what was the kid's name in the rain jacket? Is uh, it Johnny? That's yeah, I, I just want to say Johnny, but I don't feel like it's right. Oh, I just let's just call him Johnny. It's Johnny, uh, and everybody would hate us. I mean, we're wrong. I will say the, the one part of the movie. And now, did you see the original? Oh yeah. So in the original, did it show him like his just flesh and all that get ripped off? Like uh, it wasn't new? near. Uh, come on, this is like done uh, is like late eighties or early nineties. I seen that done this new one, and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, right away, like, right? Like, Man, I butchered this kid's arm. So I think it was, if I remember correctly, in the original, it was more like the hand, and uh, it, it was. Uh, you, all right, we were talking about Beetlejuice. Like, you remember like how some of the animation looked like stop motion animation in Beetlejuice? Right. That's kind of what it looked like in it. Gotcha. Okay. All right, last question for you before we call it tonight. Have you seen Avengers yet? No, I'm debating on going tomorrow on date night. But like I said, I'm I'm very OCD because I haven't seen uh, Captain Marvel. I, I'm telling you, you don't have to see Captain Marvel. And I'm not really sold on her character anyway, so I'm leaning towards seeing it anyway. <sighs> seeing Avengers anyway? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not real sold on her character. It's a block of wood. That's what it is. Just replace her with a block of wood, and you're you're, you're the same. I just don't like it. So now all the same. feminists will hate me because I just ripped on the female superhero. That is what it is. I mean, because we do. Let's be clear. We love us some Wonder Woman. We do. We love Wonder Woman. So is that fair? Fantastic. I movie. love Scarlett Johansson, the Black Widow. Yeah. 
We, she and she's she's big in Avengers, by the way. Good, like she should be. One of the biggest roles in the movie. No, she should be. Yeah, absolutely. Her hand-to-hand combat skills. I, it's uh, more in that of her, black suit. More of her leadership, man. Oh, I, I mean, hey, cool. power is sexy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so we're all about the female superheroes, and that's that's an understatement. All right. So, if you could be one Avenger, who would you be? I would probably be. <sighs> that's tough. I would. It'd be hard for me to go between uh, Tony Stark or Thor. I always figured you'd be like, uh, hey, man, just because of the size, you know. That's messed up. <laughs> See, why? Kyler Murray. I know how you feel, buddy. You know.